Hey guys, Pastor Travis here from Unity Church Magnolia. We are excited that you chose to listen to this podcast. We pray that it will bring you hope, peace, and encouragement for your journey with Christ. God bless you as you listen. We've been on a series entitled Discipline. We talked about how important it is for us to be faithful to finish. We're called not just to start strong. God wants us to finish strong. Can somebody say amen? And to do that, we've got to be able to make the hard choices in life. You know, the right choices sometimes are not the easy choices, but God wants to give us the grace and the discipline to make those hard choices when they come. And last week we talked about the empowerment, how God empowers us through the grace uh, and the Holy Spirit that dwells within us to make those hard choices. God brings us empowerment. You are never going to be good enough on your own. Can somebody say amen? If it wasn't for God's grace, where would we be, right? And so we are thankful that God gives us the grace to make the hard choices and to live a holy life before Him. And uh, today we're going to continue this series with a message entitled, The Reward. Somebody say, The Reward. God wants to bless us with rewards. God wants to be a blessing to us. And God doesn't just ask us to make sacrifices and then not reward us for those things. The Word tells us all throughout the Word that God is a rewarder. That God loves to give rewards. God loves to give good gifts. God loves to prosper His people. God loves to to reward us for making those hard choices and those hard decisions in life. Our scripture is 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We love to preach on the power. We love to preach on the love. But very rarely have I heard messages preached with fervent fire about discipline because nobody really likes it. Nobody really likes it when you have to exercise discipline, but discipline is what will take you to where you want to go. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this word. We thank you that it's alive and well, sharper than a double-edged sword, God. I thank you that your word is, is alive to speak to us this morning. God, I pray that you will speak to every heart and change every life. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Somebody shout the rewards. Now give this worship team a hand this morning. We're, they're all over there today. Awesome. We got Daniel. Uh, Daniel was here this morning, but uh, Aaron and Chris, they were both out sick today, so keep them in your prayers. We've got several people out sick today, uh, but we know that God is the God that heals. Also, I want to reiterate, today, 2.30, uh, we have got a special young lady that's going to be preaching from our church at Leroy Martin's church. And so, Aaliyah Willingham, wave at everybody, Leah. Leah, come on. She has a few minutes to preach at Leroy Martin's church. Now, Pastor Shane said the service is going to start at 2.30, be here at 2.15 to leave. Uh, The service is going to start at 2.30 Leroy time is what I call it, okay? So uh, we're going to be there and ready to go, and hopefully uh, they will start with haste. um, But uh, 2.30... if you would like to go and support this young lady as she presents the gospel, she's only got a few minutes to share, but I believe she's going to bring the fire in a few minutes. And so uh, we're praising God and excited about that this afternoon. And I'm so proud of her. I'm proud of her for going to speak to her peers and to preach the word of God to her peers um, uh, just about the things of Jesus. Amen. So we are blessed at Unity Church. 
We are blessed with some awesome young people. All right, number one, with the rewards, God wants to bless you with rewards. I want to remind you that we have began putting uh, fill-in-the-blank notes on the back of your bulletin, so those are available for you as well as a place to take notes. But number one, God wants to bless you with rewards. How many of you understand that? How many of you believe that? God is not a God who is waiting to punish you. He is wanting to bless you. God, God, isn't, God isn't up there with a big whip and, you know, the, the, the big daddy with a big belt, you know, waiting to spank us or something. God wants to bless you. That's why he gave us the word. That's why he gave us the ability to make good choices in life. And he showed us in his word, here are the things that will lead to life, and these are the things that will lead to death. God wants us to choose life. And God wants to bless us, but it takes being obedient to his word. He didn't give us rules and regulations so that we could break them and get in trouble. He gave us rules and regulations because he knows what will bring us prosperity in life, body, soul, and spirit. And so God wants to bless us. He's waiting to bless us. He wants to bless you with rewards. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe. Now listen, this is the belief system that you must have in order to please God. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now what this does not mean is this does not mean that God wants to bless those who occasionally, every now and then, go to church and seek him on a Sunday. No, it says those who sincerely seek him. Now, there was a time in my life where I was sincerely seeking Pamela. It was serious, and it took a lot of work. I was like, notice me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting, right? I was sincerely seeking her. You know what that meant? Man, I was taking her flowers to work. I was taking her candy. I would, I would go and buy her lemon heads at the gas station. I would, I would, man, I would do everything. I bought little calling cards so that I could, remember those calling cards you had to type in like 16 digits before you placed the call? You know, man, because we didn't have long distance and, you know, things like that. Uh, I lived out in the country. I didn't even, well, eventually we had dial-up internet. Y'all remember that? And uh, that, was, that was way down the road. We started with a party line. And so, uh, you know, me and all my neighbors would talk to Pamela every day. It was great. They knew I was in love before she knew I was in love. All right. I was sincerely seeking her. It was important to me. It was important to me that I have a relationship with Pamela because I believed that she was the girl that God had destined me to be with for the rest of my life. So the question is, are we sincerely seeking God? Is it important to us? Are we spending time in his word? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we talking to him every day? Are we telling him about our day? Are we, are we finding out new things about him? Are we, has it, is it important to us to sincerely seek him? Because if we do, God loves to reward us when we sincerely seek him. Colossians 3, 23 through 25, we'll read this this morning. It says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord, listen to this, 
will give you an inheritance as your reward. And that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites. So this is what the, the word saying, whatever you're doing, if you're at work, at home, at play, at school, at, at church, whatever you are doing, are we doing it as unto the Lord? Are we doing it for him? Because if we are, God is going to be our rewarder. I can't expect for my reward to come. We have a board meeting today uh, right after church. I don't expect for my reward to come from the board because if I do, I just limited my reward. But I want my reward to come from God. I want my reward to be something that is going to last for all of eternity. I want my reward to come. And, and listen, I don't pastor for you. Oh, that was quiet. I, I, I don't do it for you. And there are, because if I did, there would be days where I wouldn't do it. Now, there are a lot of days where it's a joy. But there's some days if I was doing it for you, I wouldn't do it. Can somebody say amen? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't care how much you love your spouse. There's days that you're just like, I don't know. Right? I mean, not for me, but for you. You know, I know I know that's the case. All I got to do is look in the mirror and I say, thank God. Right? It doesn't take me long to get back. All right. So, uh, but there's days where you're just, you know, if you're doing it for somebody else, you ain't, you're not going to do it. If you're doing it for your boss, can I tell you this? If you're doing it for the paycheck, it ain't good enough, right? It's never going to be good enough, ever. You're, you're going to have a goal in your mind, and you're going to reach that goal of, man, if I could just make this much. You're going to make that much, and guess what? It's not going to be enough. Don't you do it for the paycheck. Don't you do it because you will always be unsatisfied and unfulfilled. But if you do it for God, man, I'm going to work this job as unto the Lord, man. I believe that God gave me this job. He blessed me with this job. He blessed me with the school and these teachers that I don't really like, but he gave them to me anyway. So, man, I'm going to work as hard as I can because I'm doing this for God. You know what? I believe we would have a lot of marriages that would, that would last a lifetime if we would think, God, I'm in this marriage for you. I'm not in this for myself. I'm not even in this for my spouse. I'm in this for you. Are we doing everything as unto the Lord? Because if we are, God is going to reward those who, who, who are doing good for his sake and his will. God's desire is to reward us for our life of faith and discipline. Faith and discipline. It's impossible to please God without faith, but it's also impossible to please God without discipline. So God wants to reward us for those things. Somebody say, I want the rewards. Number two. Discipline produces the reward of satisfaction. One of my new favorite words, satisfaction. Because we live in America, and in America where we are highly blessed and favored even when we don't realize it, it's hard to be satisfied because we don't think we've got enough. We, we can become really spoiled sometimes, can't we? And, and we, we may be satisfied for a day or two or three or, or even a couple of years, and then we're thinking, man, where'd it go? What happened? God wants to bless us with a reward of satisfaction. Listen to this, Proverbs 19.23. Boy, this is powerful. One of my new favorite words. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it 
will abide in satisfaction. You're going to stay there. How many would love to stay satisfied? I can go to my favorite steak restaurant, which is Saltgrass, and I can eat a big juicy steak, right? Because I, I can't cook steak very well, so I have to go somewhere where they can cook steak. And I can eat a big juicy steak, and I can leave that place satisfied, man. I'm like, man, that was good. And I can leave there satisfied. And, and I think, man, I, man, I just I don't care if I have anything else to eat for the rest of my How many of you have ever eaten a meal? It's like, man, I don't care if I ever eat again. All right? Oh, you know you have. I can see some of you have been there a few times. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Now, I ain't looking at nobody. We can leave so satisfied, but guess what? The next day I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to think, where's the breakfast? Because the satisfaction didn't last. So God wants to allow us to abide in satisfaction. It says, he will not be visited with evil. Wow. Now, that's profound. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction, and he will not be visited with evil. Now, I'm just going to let that sit and soak. I don't want to even add to that this morning. But here's what I know about the word of satisfaction. It comes from the word saba. Somebody say saba, which means to drink to their fill, to eat their fill, to have an excess, or to have more than enough, and it also means glutted, which is where we get the word gluttony. Whoa. That's what satisfaction means, to have more than enough, to have their field, to, to have an excess, to have more, more than we can even stand, to be, to be glutted with the things of God. Listen, it is a sin to be a glutton here on earth with earthly things, but God wants us to be a glutton when it comes to the things of the Spirit of God. He wants us to have more than enough. He wants us to have more than enough grace, more than enough faith, more than enough mercy, more than enough of everything that we need in life to succeed and to fulfill His will and His destiny for us. I want the Saba blessing. I want that Saba blessing where, where God says, hey, you got more than enough. But in order to get that kind of blessing in your life, you must have the fear of the Lord. What do you mean fear? I'm not talking about being scared of daddy God. I'm talking about the fear, the reverential fear that says God is God Almighty. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He is righteous, and he is judge. And so we say we understand the supremacy of God. Therefore, I want to live my life according to his supremacy, realizing that he knows the end from the beginning. And he knows what's good for me. So I'm going to follow him all, like David said, the days of my life. We want to live our life according to the supremacy of God. Knowing that he has everything that I need to succeed. Therefore, I'm going to stay as close to him as I can. The Bible says this, if you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. Now, I'm, I'm teaching on this in a, in a couple of Wednesdays from now. And so half of you will miss it, I understand. But, but I'm teaching on the fear of the Lord. You see, the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God. 
It's being afraid of being away from God. That's the fear of the Lord. I want to be as close to Him as I possibly can be. I don't want anything in my life that's going to separate me from Him. Because if I stay close to God, then I get the Sabah blessing. If I stay close to God, I have the more than enough of God. We want the more than enough. Sometimes we just don't want the discipline that gets us to more than enough. Can somebody say amen? You see, we want abundance. We want satisfaction in life. However, God will not bless us with something that we are not disciplined enough to steward well. Why is God going to reward us with something that we're going to waste? You know, sometimes God, God blesses us financially, and the first thing we do is go to the steakhouse, right? Our favorite thing to do as soon as God blesses us with something, we say, how much, man, I'm telling you, Pamela will testify to this, how much are we going to sow? Got a blessing. How much are we going to sow? Because I understand if you sow, you reap. And, and if I plant one seed, it's going to produce a plant with multiple seeds, all right? <laughs> And then if I plant those seeds, I'm going to get a bigger plant with more seeds. And, and that's, it's, the, it's the multiplication process. God's not going to bless you with something that you can't steward well. Somebody say, I want the rewards. Number three, the reward will far outlast your circumstance, sacrifice, and suffering. The reward will outlast your, your current circumstance, your sacrifice, and and, and you're suffering. Because just because you're a follower of Christ doesn't mean there's not going to be some hard days. You're not exempt. Look at somebody and say, you're not exempt. I mean, that's just the lie of the enemy. In fact, Jesus told his disciples, he's like, one day people are going to lead you to places you don't want to go. They're going to take you places you do not want to go. It's not always going to go your way. It's not. But your reward will far outlast your circumstance. It's going to far outlast your circumstance. In fact, one day you're going to look back and you're going to say, all that was worth it. One day you're going to look at your today and say, that was worth it. Oh, it was worth it. Some of you are going through hard seasons right now, but I'm telling you, if you stay faithful to God, you stay disciplined, you stay, keep your fear of the Lord, keep, keep realizing that he's the one that's really in control anyway, and keep understanding that God is a rewarder of those who diligently or sincerely seek him. Listen, I'm telling you that if you can keep that in your focus, that one day you're going to look back at what you're going through right now or what you may be going through in the future, and you're going to say, all of that was worth it. Somebody say it's worth it. First Peter 5. 10 through 11 says this, in his kindness, aren't you glad that we have a God that is kind? In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So listen, so after you have suffered a little while, after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. God says, yeah, you may suffer for a little while. It may be hard. You may have to make a choice that's hard, that, that's going to cause you to be uncomfortable for a little while. But after you've suffered for a little while, God is going to reward you. He is going to restore you. He's always going to support you. What does support mean? He's going to hold you up even when it feels like you can't stand up any longer. He's going to keep you up, and he is going to strengthen you. And he will place your feet on a firm foundation. 
What kind of Christians will we be if there were never any storms? Weak, lazy Christians, I can tell you. But if you go through some storms and you allow God to support you and strengthen you and hold you up and you say, I believe that God's saying to some of you, I know the wind may be beating on you. I know the waves may be crashing against you. But I'm standing here with my hand on your back and and, and I'm wrapping you up and I'm going to hold you up no matter how hard the storm gets so that after you are done, I'm going to reward you and support you and strengthen you. And when you're done, you're going to say, the storm couldn't even take me down. My feet are on a firm foundation. God wants to, God wants to reward you and it's going to far outlast that season, man. Revelations 22, 12 through 13 says, look, I am coming soon. Whoo. Man, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are waiting on, but I'm ready. I'm not just saying that because that's what preachers are supposed to say. I'm telling you, come quickly. Lord Jesus, he says, I'm coming soon, bringing my reward with me. Come on, somebody. He ain't just coming. He's coming with a reward. Somebody I'll just grab, man, that's my reward, man. That, he is coming with a reward to repay all people, uh-oh, according to their Deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. God said he's going to reward you for your deeds. Now, now hang on before you shout because 2 Corinthians 5.10 says this, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged, every, every one of you. Somebody say, error one. We will each receive whatever we deserve. (laughs) That's where I start getting a little nervous. For the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Now, we got grace already. Jesus already died on the cross, forgave us of our sins. Oh, he's given us grace to, to overcome the world and and all of that, and he's got mercy and forgiveness and all that stuff. But even after all that, God said, I'm going to stand before him. We'll be judged. We'll each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. That motivates me, friends. That motivates me. That, that doesn't make me fear and tremble and scared. That You know, it motivates me to want to do good. I... It makes me want to do good for my neighbor. It wants me to do good for my family and for this church. Now I see everything in a new perspective because now I'm not pastoring just to pastor. I'm not pastoring so that I can just help people. I'm pastoring because I'm doing it as under the Lord, and he's going to bring a reward, and one day I'm going to be judged for, for the good that I did here on this earth. I believe I'm going to be judged for how well I did in the position that God has placed me in. So when you're at work, when you're at home, school, play, whatever, as you are doing everything under the Lord, just know that God is going to reward you for the good that you've done. But I don't want to be repaid for evil. Listen, these are the things. This isn't legalism. This is the, this is the truth of the gospel. 
It says, I, I'm not following the rules because I have to. I'm following the rules because I realize that one day I'm going to give an account. And I don't want to be displeasing to the Lord. Which brings us to our next scripture, Matthew 25, 21. We've got a lot of scriptures this morning, but I want to make this very clear. and We're almost finished. Matthew 25, 21 says, His Lord said to him, Well done. Now that's the two words I want to hear right there. Well done, good and faithful servant. We've got to look at all this in context. We want to hear God say, well done, but who is he going to say, well done to? Well, it tells us, good and faithful servant. So the question is, look, this is why God is going to look at us and he's going to say, you know, I really believe. He's going to ask us, have you been good? I ask my kids that all the time when they get home from school. Were you good today? I know what it means. Did I make good choices? Did I treat my teachers with respect? Did I make good grades? Did, did, did I make good choices with my friendships? You know, it's, they, they understand what we're talking about here. You know, and, you know, it's important for me to know that my kids are making good choices. Have we been faithful? All of this is wrapped up in discipline. Have we been faithful? Were we faithful to the house of God? I believe that's important. Do you believe that's important? I believe it's important. We are, not, we are not a country club that you can check in and check out of. That's not the gospel. That's not the church. Right? The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering or the assembling of yourselves together. Right? And so we have to make sure that we understand that, that that's part of our faithfulness. Were we faithful to tithe? Were we faithful to, 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 our, to our spouse? Were we faithful to our children? Were we faithful to, to our boss at work? Were we faithful with the things that God had given us? And then the last one is servant. God, God doesn't want us to just walk a life with him just a full of love and pansies and daisies and chocolates and flowers and roses. No, no, God, God is looking, he's looking for someone who will serve him. Because if all I did for Miss Pamela was tell her how much I loved her, you know, you've, you've seen the movies and you've heard the statements, you know, where, where the, the wife will ask the husband, do you love me? Do you even love me? Oh, I tell you that all the time. Well, maybe it's time we start showing them, right? So are we showing God? I like that. Mm-hmm. That'll get me going right there. That's right. Are we showing him that we love him? Because really the way Pamela knows that I love her is, is, is when I notice she's thirsty and I get her something to drink. Right? And it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I see she's thirsty and I'm thinking, well, so am I. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. Oh, but but if I notice she's thirsty and I get her something to drink, that that'll go a long way, I tell you. And you know, but but are we are we serving God because we love him? You know, I do those things because I love Pamela. She does those things for me because she loves me, not because she has to. We're not in that kind of relationship. It's because we love each other. It says you are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Matthew chapter 6. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. We're going to read this. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's where your heart is. Man, are you storing up treasures for heaven? Because that's where the reward is going to outlast what you go through in this life. It's in heaven. We are truly living for eternity. You are living for eternity. Every day that you live is a deposit into how you're going to spend eternity. He's going to reward us for the good. But, but then also we, we've got to remember that those evil choices are out there too. Now, thank God for his blood, right? I believe he can wipe all that away. All we've got to do is ask. Thankful for the blood of Jesus. But God is going to reward you for the good that you've done in this life. In fact, my last statement for this message in this series, we're, we're called to be disciplined. Somebody say discipline in life. We're called to be faithful. We're called to make the hard choices. God has empowered us to do this. We are not doing this alone. But when it comes down to it, it's all based on this statement right here. How you spend eternity will be determined by how you invest your life. How you spend eternity will be determined by how you invest your life. You are living in the stock market. The only difference is, is everything that you deposit is guaranteed to yield a return. We're not gambling. We are investing in a market that is guaranteed to last forever. And his rewards will far outlast your life and your circumstance here on earth. Can somebody say amen? Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Hey guys, Pastor Travis here with you again. I pray that you were encouraged by today's message. Also, I would like to invite you to check out our website at ucmagnolia.com. There you can see what's going on at the church and you can give online and be a part of what God is doing right here in Magnolia and around the world. Also, we would like to invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. God bless you, and we hope to see you soon.